Hello and welcome to Abe Mus Papam, episode 181, Clement IV. So today's Pope was born Guy Fouquois around the year 1200 in St. Giles, France. He was the son of a middle-class lawyer and yet member of a really devout family. His father, Pierre, was a local judge, yet his life was really directed to the Lord, such that when his wife died, sometimes around 1206, he left the legal business entirely and he became a Carthusian monk, which is really hardcore. Now, Guy also became a lawyer and was apparently so good at his job that he attracted the attention of St. Louis IX, the King of France, who brought him to his court and made him one of his close advisors. Now, during this time at St. Louis' court, Guy married and had two daughters. I bet you weren't expecting that, both of whom would later become nuns. However, his wife died sometime around 1255 while he was working for St. Louis, and like his father before him, Guy entered the service of the church. He was named the Archdeacon of Le Puy in southern France, and when the bishop died in 1257, he was elected by the cathedral chapter to succeed him. Pope Alexander IV apparently originally rejected the choice, we aren't sure why, but eventually in January of 1258, he accepted him. Now, he didn't stay in Le Puy long. In 1259, when the Archbishop of Narbonne died, Guy was chosen to be the Archbishop there. While Guy was a bishop, he also remained a counselor to the King of France and a celebrated lawyer. People knew him to be impartial and to desire to find justice in every situation. He was famous as a lawyer before he worked for the king. Now he was an archbishop and known to be zealous and holy. Now on top of all that, he was a great devotee of Mary and a poet in his native Provençal language. And we still have a copy of his poem called The Seven Joys of Our Lady, which inspired a whole range of devotional poetry in the 13th and 14th centuries. And that reputation made its way to the ears of Pope Urban IV. Pope Urban named Gia Cardinal Bishop of Sabina on December 17, 1261. Apparently, in humility, he tried to refuse being named a cardinal, and St. Louis also tried to stop him from being named a cardinal because he didn't want to lose him, but Pope Urban would not hear it. He became a close counselor to Pope Urban, who sent him as a legate to England in 1263. Now, England at this time was in the state of a quasi-civil war between the barons led by Simon de Montfort, the son of the crusader Simon de Montfort, who we met in earlier episodes, the barons were fighting against King Henry III to try and force him to accept a greater role for Parliament and the nobles in the government of England. Guy was sent to try and work out a peace between the competing groups, and the barons wouldn't initially let his ship land. And while he tried to work out a settlement, by 1264, nothing had come of his work. But then came a letter from Perugia that Pope Urban IV had died in October of 1264, and the rest of the cardinals were shut up in Perugia to pick a successor. Guy was not able to make it back for the start of the conclave, but set out to travel to Perugia once he heard the news. The conclave was taking some time. Different factions prevented a consensus from being formed, and months dragged on until finally one of the cardinals proposed that they elect a group of smaller, a smaller group of cardinals to hash out a compromise. This they did, and they settled on the absent Guy, who was elected pope on February 5, 1265. Guy was in Piacenza on his way down to Perugia when he found out, and he was shocked. He was the first went to the shrine of St. Francis of Assisi to pray, and then to the cardinals in neighboring Perugia, and tried to get them to reconsider. They would not hear it, and so on February 22nd, the feast of the chair of St. Peter, he was crowned pope at the cathedral in Perugia. He took the name Clement IV because he was born on St. Clement I's feast day and had a great devotion to him. Now, we have a couple of letters by the new Pope Clement to his brothers and nephews and relatives upon being elected pope, and most of the letters run something like this. I know I was just elected pope, but I don't think for a second that means you get any special treatment. 
I'm the father of the whole church now, and I can't give you money or status or power. Don't even come to the papal court unless I ask you to. Now, it shows his character for humility and justice and his recognition of what the role of the papacy was. It was pretty common for popes to name their nephews cardinals back then, and it's going to be even more common in the future. But Pope Clement was not one of those guys. He was a good leader. He was a collaborative one. He worked with his cardinals and often solicited their advice. He lived first to Perugia, then moved to Viterbo, which was closer to Rome in 1266. Now, the reason for this move was the continued situation with the Kingdom of Sicily that we've been talking about for the past couple episodes. Urban IV had negotiated with France to have the brother of St. Louis, Charles of Anjou, take over Sicily. Now, this meant that Charles would have to lead an army against the current ruler, the illegitimate son of Frederick II, Manfred. Manfred, if you remember, had not only taken Sicily, but was working with the Ghibelline faction in Italy against the papacy, and was stirring up the Ghibellines in and around Perugia that prompted the Pope to move down to Viterbo in the first place. Now, one of the first things Clement had to do when elected Pope was to reaffirm the agreement that Urban had made with Charles and with France. Once this happened, Charles got moving. Now, Manfred knew what was up, and so he had a large fleet in Pisa, which was on his side, so he planned on intercepting Charles before he could reach Rome. But Charles, taking advantage of a storm which kept Manfred's fleet away from the coast, set sail and landed unexpectedly on the coast of Italy on May 21, 1265. Charles was crowned King of Sicily in Rome on January 6, 1266, and the Pope agreed to help support and finance his defeat of Manfred. Charles brought an army of French knights down through Italy and set off south. By the southern Italian town of Benevento, he was attacked by Manfred in February of 1266, and the result of the battle was an utter defeat of Manfred who perished in the fighting. Charles swiftly consolidated power and effectively ended Ghibelline control in Sicily, but the victory wasn't the source of a huge sigh of relief for the papacy. Clement knew Charles before he was pope. He knew he was ambitious and hard to guide, and Charles showed early on a disregard for the pope's desires in his dealings in southern Italy. On top of that, Frederick II's grandson, Conradine, was still alive and was a rallying point for the Ghibellines in northern Italy, who are now much more motivated after the death of Manfred to spurn the Pope and his imported French allies. So this prompted Charles to signal that he would move north to combat Ghibelline forces in Tuscany, which the Pope didn't really want him to do, which drew more people to the Ghibelline side, and the conflict continued. But eventually the Ghibellines became too much for the Pope and he had to ask Charles to come north and worked out a deal to let him govern the territory in Tuscany that he defeated as an imperial vicar. Now in the meantime, the 15-year-old Conradine was convinced to help lead a revolt in Sicily and in 1267 he set sail from southern Germany to lead the effort. By February of 1268, the revolt was too much and Charles had to return to Sicily to put it down and the showdown between Conradine, the last of the Hohenstaufen descendants of Frederick II, and Charles took place on August 23, 1268. Conradine's forces initially thought they had won and even killed Charles, but they were wrong. It was a trap, and Charles' most elite forces mowed down Conradine's army. Conradine ran, but was eventually captured and put to death, and the revolt ended in a failure. Charles came out of it all as a strong ruler in Italy, controlling Tuscany, helping to govern Rome itself and all of Sicily. He eventually would add to that territory parts of Greece and Albania, like any strong ruler in Italy, would become a thorn in the side of the papacy, which initially had backed his activities. The conflict, however, in Italy between the Guelphs and the Ghibellines would continue, even though the Ghibelline claimant Conradine was now defeated. Now, in the midst of this southern Italy drama, the French king St. Louis was yearning to go back on crusade. In 1267, the pope declared a new crusade to be led by St. Louis, which would depart in 1270 to help maintain the remnant crusader states from an aggressive Muslim advance. 
but before the crusade launched, Pope Clement IV died in Viterbo in November 29, 1268. He was buried in a small Dominican convent outside Viterbo and was succeeded by Blessed Gregory X, and we'll talk about him next time. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you, and God bless you.